Welcome to Geek Therapy. We're going to talk about Suicide Squad, possibly a couple games, and try to do better with our call to action. Try call to action, calls to action. I should have said it's calls to action, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, let's 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 do those and let's get those out of the way, right now. Business <laughs> because, first. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so calls to action. What are, what are the things that we're? I, I looking back, we haven't done very well. So remind people to visit the website, right? Right. Therapy.com. Um, That's important. There's lots of good yeah. stuff there, including yeah. this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is there. <laughs> And um, we do have a blog, which we haven't updated in a while, but there's some good stuff on there. There's some, I'm like really proud of a lot of the stuff that we have there. I've got and ideas for some stuff to throw up there. Don't even, don't, don't start. <laughs> once, once I'm. Don't do that. <laughs> maybe once every Someday. other month. <laughs> but there's good After stuff up I there After I take now. my licensing exam. Hey, that's in a week. A week from I'll today. I'll be super productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so so there's that. Um, also, the way that Geek Therapy started was as a curated news site. So I still have that up there. And every now and then I add another article. Um, I think it's a cool collection of, of articles. And so that's one thing, right? Um, and then on social media, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, definitely, we 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 haven't invited people to check out the library in a while. <laughs> the actual, to, well, to contribute, right? Because right. we're the website isn't live, but to contribute. So, um, if you go to to the website on every post for every episode, except the, the Star Trek one we did, I don't think I included it there. But uh, on every post, there is a link to a very short form that people can use to suggest something. Like my friend Woody uh, tried to do today and told me that the link was broken, but I fixed all of them now, so good, they all work. Good, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a much simpler version of the one that we used, right? Mm -hmm. So he gave me the information anyway, and then I went and put it into to our database so that we can add it. And that was a really cool addition. It was a Star Trek Enterprise episode. That's cool. Yeah. And so thank you, Woody. And so anybody can help out by, by contributing that way. And then am I missing anything? I don't know. Ugh. Do you want to go, go live with the Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good point. Right. So, <laughs> so we did set up a Patreon and okay. So Patreon is a, um, it's a platform for content creators to create some sort of um, – well, you, you kind of set up a campaign, right, on this platform. And then right. it allows people to be patrons of your content. And the way we have it set up right now is a monthly thing. Mm -hmm. And because you could do it per piece of content. Yeah. But I've always, I've always thought that's kind of weird. Especially for like podcasting and things like that, it makes more sense for maybe musicians or maybe video creators. So you pay for video, but uh, um, so it's so. Here's the way I see it, and and let me know what you think. Um, 
the the message that I want to get out, especially once we start promoting it separately, would be is that I, I've talked to a lot of people who want to be a part of what we're doing. Right. And and I don't know if you've ever done this, but I, I've done this too, where I, I, I see something that I'm really excited about and I talk to the person, and I'm like, I'll do like I want to help, I want to be a part of it, what can I do? And then and then I don't do anything. <laughs> for for two reasons, right? One is like maybe maybe I don't I don't know how to actually help or or contribute, and the other is that sometimes the the person who's running the project doesn't get back to me or doesn't have a way for me to do that. Right. So one way that people can can help out is using the simple form. Eventually, right, the wiki will be live and anybody can edit it, but the the Patreon is a way to support it financially. So you could do as little as a dollar a month. And the way I see it is just like, hey, you're part of the team. And and now you're actually contributing. Even if you're not contributing with content, you're contributing financially. And that helps, you know, cover podcast hosting, website hosting. Exactly. Um, Those domains, they cost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a lot of money, right? Right. And then... And then I've, I've thought about this a lot, but if for any reason enough people wanted to support this enough, it also allows for before even I was thinking about content acquisition, but I think I wouldn't move so much into that. I would move more into starting to have a better presence at um, conventions and the, things like yeah, that. Yeah, being able for both of us to travel since we're not on the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. coast. But you know, even even if because we do have, it's kind of an advantage that we're on two different coasts, is, and the yeah. biggest events are close to each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's real easy for me to go to PAX or New York Comic Con, and I can hit up anything. San Francisco is kind of dry right now, but there are a few smaller conventions, and I do go down to LA and and Anaheim yeah, and San Diego yep. Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and something like Gamer X that's coming up soon. Yeah, is like that would be a great opportunity to kind of to actually have a presence. So, for example, I have a huge uh, Geek Therapy banner, but without a booth to hang it in, that's not very helpful. <laughs> it's also all the old. It's also all the old st- um, uh, branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wife would not be happy. No. if I hang that up now. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, but but we have it, you know. And if we could have kind of build out a kit or something like that, so then we could present at different places. Just have a presence. Yeah, that kind of thing would be would be great. And again, that's that's in the agenda. Any 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 patronage just kind of helps move that forward. And so that's that's up. I'll put a link now that we've mentioned it. And so I was thinking about different tiers and what to do. Mm-hmm. And I th- this is kind of exciting to me. I don't know. I need to bounce this off you. Watch, I'm gonna One, just be like, no. Yeah, just destroy it right <laughs> destroy now. Destroy you. <laughs> um, is that maybe a few dollars higher uh, level contribution would be to actually because I'm assuming that at that level either you really want to see this happen mm-hmm. or you really want to be involved. And even though we're we're completely accessible through many different ways, uh, I was thinking maybe giving access to the Slack to somebody and having a special channel for patrons where they can, it's like, that's practically like working with us, you know? Right. So if they had any ideas or they can even give feedback on kind of the internal process, 
mm-hmm. I thought that that would be something cool because uh, I would I would love to, you know, join a team even just tangentially, and that's it's kind of like the old uh, like a Yahoo um, listserv, right, or or a Google group. But I don't know. There's something cool about Slack, and you are obsessed with Slack. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of people are. I it's know, true. I, think I like know. A, like, I know a lot of people that, um, in their, especially in creative teams, use Slack. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a cool way to kind of like jump in and then be able to give feedback and and kind of work alongside. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Like a special channel for that. What do you think? I think I think that's a good idea. Do you think it's a good? I don't know. I, th- I think I, I pay us process, to let you work. <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of like to be. I know. I know. No, that's but, it's, this whole, but it's this more about is. community and and building. Yeah, yeah, and it, it takes it like a step further. Yeah, you know, like I, I think at least that really shows me that you're serious about it, even if you're not. Because I've had this happen in the past, um, many many times where people are excited about helping and contributing. And doing something, and I'll work with them to try to get something done for the website or mm-hmm. some side, some kind of content, and and it just never happens. You know, I put in a lot of effort, and and I think I've learned a lot over the years about you know why people are motivated there that they just don't follow through, and I think that's okay. But if you if because there's many different ways to contribute. So on the Slack channel, you can at least give feedback. And if you have an idea, kind of chime in. Yeah. And just and even just watch the process, that like that inside baseball kind of thing. I don't know. So that's one thought I have now. And we can change that. It's all fluid. But mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to help uh, Geek Therapy, ever wanted to kind of be a part of it, there, there's an option. Or if you just want to witness Josue and I with our witty banter back and forth it's not that witty it's not we're just mean to each other <laughs> we are kind of you just tell me mean things that your wife says about me and what i say oh, about a, you yeah yeah sorry nina i'm just i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think i think we got the call to calls to action out of the way for now housekeeping and, uh, and, is uh, done yeah and and you know i we never say it but uh Subscribe. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Like us on on iTunes. That's that's super helpful. That's always helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm done with that. So on to things. the fun stuff. On to the fun stuff. Um, this meeting almost didn't happen because I was playing No Man's Sky. I'm serious. And and I, and I got it because you of were you. also playing. <laughs> <laughs> The hype, the hype is real for for No Man's Sky, and I've been. This is, I wanted to play this game so badly after having seen the trailers, and everything I've done so far, I am I am in awe of the things you can do in this game, and the experiences that I'm having. I, oh, it's I'm- only been two days, but I've. I've had experiences that I've never had in any medium before. I can't wait to get there. I'm still stuck on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 18 quintillion planets. Um, Again, I mean, if you've seen the videos, that experience of 
you know, that you, you know what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to fix your ship so you can get off the planet. Right. And that feeling of just flying off the planet and there's no low times and suddenly you're in space and there's asteroids and there's you'll see other things to fly to and then you can just, oh, it's, it's incredible. And then there's more to it. Um, but I bring it up because uh, one of the cool features that the game has is that you can name anything. Like that planet that you're on, you can name it right now. What? And yeah, and you can name every species of animal and plant. You can rename them. And then forever they'll be named that. Oh, you you do. You just have to need to go into your options. Uh, like hit start. Oh, you know what? I have it. O- I have it open right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you doing? <laughs> I just have it on the TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not doing anything on it. Okay. 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 So if you hit options, you'll have the option to rename anything and everything. So I just wanted to let you know that the first uh, you can rename the, you can name the galaxy that you're in also if you're the first person to get there. That's and I named what that is. Yep, and I named my first galaxy Geek Therapy. Aren't you smart? And that's it. That that's that's the relevant part of No Man's Sky right now. <laughs> Other than it's all of these lifelong astronauts, spacefaring, sci-fi fantasies that I'm getting to play out in a way that I can't believe is possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's fu- it's fun. I haven't I haven't gotten so excited yet because I just been running around trying to fix my ship, which is kind of cool that you get like this this feeling of ownership cuz you fixed your ship. You put a lot of work into that ship. It's true. I mean, and at the beginning, I mean, it's on, honestly, it's kind of torture. Yeah, I already um, I died in the first management. like two minutes. <laughs> so well, and it depends on the planet that you're on too. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's hostiles on there, I mean, but yeah, like you're, it's like Minecraft in that you're gathering resources to do other stuff. Um, it's really a survival game, but of course, literally at an intergalactic scale. It's it's incredible. I honestly like I can't believe the stuff that I've seen already yeah. in just two days. <laughs> in two days. Yeah. All right. So that's out of the way. We'll definitely talk more about that later. When when we've had more time to digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, not necessarily for the show because I don't think there, there isn't much of a story there. But no, you did. Uh, what was it? You retweeted an article about. Was it? Someone oh, calming the stress reliever. The stress reliever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's one of the thoughts that I had about the game. Here we go, talking about the uh, No Man's Sky again. Um, <laughs> was that because it's this kind of just like you're you're exploring and you're gathering resources and you're trying to build a better ship and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That it would be the the perfect um, podcast and audiobook game. Where I could just get in there, relax, just like discover stuff. Yeah, you don't necessarily stuff. need to hear what's going on or pay attention yeah. to all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that stuff is. I mean, it's it's the. I think it's the perfect game for that because mm-hmm. there aren't that many decisions. You know, you kind of and it is to me. It is relaxing. You could see it as. I'm sure some people will be bored with it. Some people will be frustrated by by that kind of stuff. But for me, it's just like that is – it was just – it's just so good. And then ironically, the 
actually the sound design is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like a few times, like you get, arrive on a new planet and the soundscape is incredible. And you like, oh, there's animals and there's this and there's that. And but the soundtrack is also really good. So I'm I'm ironically listening to the soundtrack when I'm not playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I'm playing the game, I'm listening to something else. Uh, I had a, I had an exchange with somebody about that on Twitter. All right, now I'm done. Now we're done with <laughs> No Man's Sky. Now we're done. Yep. All right, so we this week um, Suicide Squad came out. We both saw yes, it. Yes, it did. Um, quick impressions, and then let me know uh, if you think. Do you think it's a it's a it's an entry movie? There, there's some stuff. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. Um, I would probably want to watch it again before making an entry. Because there's some good stuff and there's some not so good stuff. Um, I liked it a lot. I really liked and it. To, to be to be fair, when you mean not so good stuff, I'm, I'm assuming you mean things like, like Harley's story, for example. Right. But even in and of itself, there there's good positive things to take away from Harley's story and in general her character um Mm -hmm. not just in the movie but in the greater DC world um but and and I'm one of those like I you and I have talked about this before I like having even if it's a not a positive um depiction of something I like knowing that it's a talk. It can be a talking point, even yeah, it's if a conversation starter. Exactly. Yeah. So you can discuss why you didn't like something, or why or why, it's why wrong. you would do something different from what that person did. Um, yes. Or yes. why you would do something that that person did, and why it might not have been the best decision. Um, yeah. Negative examples, negative role models, that type of thing are very, very helpful. Yes. And so, um, yeah. Overall, I like the movie. Um, I know a lot of people that don't like the movie. Do you personally know people who who like didn't yes. like it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I um, resisted the urge to get into an internet fight with a friend of mine <laughs> um, because his description of the movie was just like a different movie from what you saw. I was like, "How did we even go into the same movie?" Yeah, like yeah feeling like there's no character development and I saw lots of development yeah. in quite a few characters. Um, and no, but in general, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, me too. And it was, it was like, I was cracking up the whole time. And I, I think I told you my wife didn't want to go. Nina did not want to go. <laughs> um, she wasn't feeling well. She wasn't really excited about the movie. Um, she would go, she said she would go. I took her because we thought that the Wonder Woman trailer was going to be <laughs> on before, and it wasn't. So that was for some of I, us. Oh, it was. I know. I hate you. <laughs> um, shoot, I would go see it again ju- just to try and see the Wonder Woman trailer again. Um, I was taking pictures throughout the whole trailer, like without looking <laughs> at the screen, just hoping to get a, f- a couple good shots. To, uh-huh. to send to you. To send to me. Yep. <laughs> um, but I've seen the trailer. I've seen it many and, times. And yep. big. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nina hasn't seen it. So seen the trailer on the big screen. So that I wanted her to see. But she sat through the rest of the movie and she was cracking up. At Harley, the, the 
delivery on some of her jokes was just so great. Yeah, I like it um, a lot. And that's something that a lot of people have been complaining about. Like, their, her jokes fell flat or, like, the the way she's portrayed differently from previous Harleys. Like, her accent wasn't as strong and Oh, come on. There's like, there's, like, three Harley <laughs> Quinns. Four, yeah. if you count the comic book version. I mean, there's not... Yeah. There aren't that many. The patients yeah. to... That's like four or five tops. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I there was a lot that I liked. Um, it's not my favorite movie, but I would watch it again. And that's saying a lot because I have a lot of things to watch <laughs> on yeah. Netflix yeah. and probably Blu-rays sitting in my apartment that I haven't watched that I bought. Yeah, I, so, feel, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I book out. Uh, do we get spoilery? We probably uh, need to get a little spoilery. Little spoilery. Yeah, maybe is, not. Yeah, I won't maybe get, not yeah, the major stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like I like that it's building the DC movie universe up. Mm-hmm. I like that it feels like a sequel to Batman versus Superman. You know, in a way. And to me, it did feel like a sequel, but not like it. Okay. It's in the same universe, but it had a totally different feel to the movie. Oh, like, yeah. 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 It was like, it was dark, but like goofy dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the logo was brightly colored in like neon and it's very different from your, your Batman versus Superman Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, and and Marvel does this really well, where like the, the di- different movies are can even be considered different genres, right? But Ant Man is very different from Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, the so. all three Captain Americas are completely different. Yes, and and that and that's good. And Marvel doesn't always do the best job in like mm-hmm. like like the second Thor movie seems disconnected from everything. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really acknowledge anything that's going on. Um, Iron Man 3 does kind of deal with like what he went through in Avengers. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes they don't feel as connected. I don't know. There's a lot of movies, too. But I don't know. I, I like the way that this was very connected to the movie that we just saw. And there's this theme that is building, you know, mm-hmm. that idea of there are bigger and bigger threats and hey let's try this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Amanda Waller is fantastic. She is so good in this movie. Um you know Viola Davis is the actress but like the character is just yeah. so good. So I hated good. her so much yes, but I yes. love to hate her. <laughs> yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> I wanted someone to just shoot her uh, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that Will Smith joke at the end with her is just yeah, I won't say it but it's just Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And and no, and, and, it, and the job and the movie does a great job of having you question how you like your your opinion, like the way you're judging these characters mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Cuz even though they're the stars of the movie from the beginning you know that they're they're bad. And you kind of go back and forth and you you kind of yeah. empathize with them and you want them to win. But then like, what reward do you want for them? And then like, do you think, what do you think would be fair? And I, I don't know. I kept going back and forth on what I felt was my feelings about, about what, what they were doing, who they were and, and 
where they should be at the end. I feel like I didn't flip flop back and forth too much on each particular character. Um, but each character I had, I did had a different feeling about what, um, what I wanted them to, to have at the end. Um, and where I wanted them to be for the most part. And I've said this over and over again, I think my work with kids that are involved in the juvenile justice system and foster care have kind of changed my views on things. I think my, my, when I first started working, um, as a behavior specialist, my boss told me, you just said that kid is doing pretty good, right? I said, yeah. She said, your definition of good has changed. <laughs> and I was like, yep, it's got a whole new meaning. Um, Please elaborate. Well, just um, the fact that I was happy and had a good day with this kid when he was cursing people out instead of throwing chairs at people. Um, And so when I I see characters like this, the anti-hero, and we've talked about anti-heroes before, um, because of my work with them, I think I'm always looking for that backstory and the reason why they do the things they do um, and the the humanness of of them that they maybe they unless they're completely sociopathic like and have no empathy, they have feelings and wants and needs. They just go about getting them in the wrong way. Um, oh, um, that reminds me of the the scene, and this was in the commercials when Harley breaks the glass and steals the purse, right? And she just turns around. And she's like, "We're the bad guys. This is what we do." Kind of like setting, <laughs> kind I was of cracking, <laughs> right? Kind of setting expectations. Like, what did you expect? Like, we're doing, they're doing pretty good, right? I mean, just like mm-hmm. the example you said, like, yeah, that just happened. But in the grand scheme of things, these I'm bad not guys killing people. I know I'm not. they're being helpful. <laughs> Um, right. Even though you know it is at the at threat of of death, but still, like there's yeah, there's progress. <laughs> right. That was a right. pretty good day for them overall. The, the movie. Um, and so I'm always looking at that, and it drives some of my friends nuts because I'm always playing devil's advocate when we watch things, and I'm like, but, and I love when when people that are portrayed as villains are forced somehow to do good things and then it changes their lives. Um, Or not even forced necessarily, but they find themselves like there's plenty of other things we've talked about. Um, Once upon a time, Regina is my favorite character because (laughs) she is the bad guy and she ends up being one of the heroes and one of the strongest heroes. And I think, having experiences on both sides and showing the humanness of people, the fact that they have not everyone is good or bad. They have wants and needs and, and they act in certain ways and behavior is good or bad, depending on what they do and what society thinks they do. I'm thinking uh, about, thinks about what they do. I'm thinking about killer croc in the movie. Where I was sad that he didn't have as much to do in the movie. I like him a lot. Yeah, and, and like this version of him is 
Um, I don't remember what flashed on the screen when they showed his profile, right? Um, there, mm-hmm. there was, a, I think that's a valid complaint that there was just like so much information um, given on those screens for every character. It was too yeah, much to, yeah. to see. I'm going to have to still screen those. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it was it was fine. It, it wasn't that relevant, but uh, there's just some cool information there. So I don't right. remember what this version of Killer Croc has done. Mm-hmm. My guess is he's killed a lot of people. Um, I, he doesn't give me the impression that in, in this world he was just like a bank robber or something, you know? Right. Like he seems to have like this hunger. Um, but but in the movie, like what for whatever reason he was there, he was kind of just like, listen, just leave me alone. Like I want to be comfortable and I want to be left alone. Can I please be in the basement? Can I please just be like in this swampy water? Thank you. And, <laughs> and then we're good, you know? And And like I fell for him so much. Like, yeah, man, like that, that's, I'm glad you told me how you could be comfortable. We're, we're compromising here. Right. And, and when he saw an opportunity to be helpful, like in a, in a situation that was obviously suited to his talents. He He's was like, like, I'm doing it. I got this. I'll do it. This, I'll do this one. Yeah. And um, he was funny too. <laughs> yeah. I felt the same kind of compassion for El Diablo. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he yeah. Just wanted, he just wanted to live live his life in prison in his little little tube that they had for him without any like flammable stuff. He just wanted to live a peaceful life and he got sucked into this big mess where he was going <laughs> to have to fight, right? And he yeah. tries so hard not to and not he, to do it. And I mean in his case like there's a lot of guilt there, mm-hmm. right? And and it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you really want to get into it, the he does have abilities that could be beneficial. And instead right. of changing his life around to kind of, you know, pull a Batman and say, this is, you know, what happened to my family is not going to happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something about it. Instead, he he just closed himself off and tried to dissociate from everything. Like, that's not even me. I'm a different person. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with it. Just leave me alone here. So it's it's very different. Like he he doesn't seem happy. Killer Croc is smiling the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's a lot to work with, right? Lots of different um, uh, relatable characters and scenarios that I'm sure that especially um, like I'm, I'm sure that if you brought that movie to to your group home. Mm-hmm. Every kid would probably find something that they that they could identify with. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think I don't know. I your don't kids, know if, but... Yeah. Well, I know I know my kids, and I think that I I think they would. Um, I'm not sure. They might have taken them to go see it this weekend, but maybe not because it was one of the kids' birthdays. Um, but. I don't know. The movie it was just so, yeah. There's so many good things. Yeah, and and, and I, Harley Quinn stole the show, and some characters moved into the background. I like. I didn't connect very well with uh, Captain Boomerang at all. But he didn't um, do much. He was. I right. mean, he was. I think he played his role correctly of just being kind of a dick, and yeah. and you know, just kind of there, which is which is fine. Um, and and yeah, so there isn't much to, to say about him. I mean, uh, Deadshot was great. Um, I really like Deadshot and Harley Quinn's yeah. 
friendship. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and the Joker... Um, I did not. I, I didn't like him. So I... I, I so maybe it's it's uh, Jared Leto bias on my, on my part. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when, when I heard that he was the Joker. And I love this version of the Joker. I was thinking about how the Joker was a clown mm-hmm. and kind of like this gangster pimp um, gaudy version is like in a way a clown, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a face. It's, it's, a, it's a type of makeup. It's, it's this big show, you know? And he, you know, he, he is depicted as a crime lord in many of the, of the, of the comics um, or at different times, right? Even, even in the dark night to an extent and kind of, he has that, but I, I, I want to see way more of him. I, I love the, the reimagining of it. So I, I actually like him a lot. I mean, it, the movie's not about him. Right. He's, he's it's, it, he almost didn't need to be in the movie. That's my thing. Almost. I mean, with a movie with so many people, you could say that about a lot of them, probably. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I like him. Like I like this version. I want to see more of him. <laughs> I don't. Um, there were some things I did like. I was really skeptical about the tattooed, um, blinged out teeth, um, kind of look for him. I think. To me, he wasn't crazy enough. Um, he didn't. It, it, he wasn't chaotic enough mm-hmm. for me. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there are some examples. <laughs> there are some examples, but for me, it seemed like everything was just so. Like he seemed very coherent, and and I know the Joker is pretty coherent, and he's smart, and and can out try to outwit but Batman. You don't, that's or the thing you don't know. But is you he, don't, yeah. Is it calculated yeah. or was yeah. he lucky? Right. But this guy, this guy had street smarts and I don't know. I just. I don't know. I didn't seem I, like the Joker to me. He just, he seemed more like the Penguin to mm, me. To I me. don't know. <laughs> no, not, not to me. I think he, I think he definitely embodies uh, many Joker qualities. Again, the Joker is also one of those characters that has changed so much and there's different um versions even even to the point where i started thinking about how in the comics they've flirted with the idea that the joker is kind of this possibly paranormal um mm-hmm. entity and and i feel like they kind of play like i like this version of the dc universe where batman has visions yeah right and and they're playing with all these elements that are that have been in some of the comic books and and I kind of thought like wait a minute like the Joker like how did he get out of that or how did he get out of this and how did that Mm -hmm. happen and multiple times in the movie and I was like hmm I wonder if they're going because this DC universe uh movie universe is is insane right it is it is taking aspects of, again, of like this metaphysical or, or paranormal part of kind of the Batman lore. It's taking, it's injustice pretty much mm-hmm. playing out. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. I like the cameos. I liked, I liked it a lot. 
Well, and I mean, the, the DC universe, the way they're doing the cinematic universe is they can't, usually it's like, it's just Batman and Batman doesn't need metaphysical stuff or superpowers or whatever. He just fights physical bad guys. See, and but, now but they're pulling in, they're pulling in, like, even in, in the Dark Knight trilogy, like, there was, so, like, some, to some extent, like, I mean, mental stuff, like, some visions, or not necessarily visions, but, like, I don't know, just feelings of what's going to happen. Kind of, um, and in this... You introduce all these super-powered heroes because you're trying to do Justice League. And so now, they're fighting bigger, badder aliens and and things that can throw Superman through buildings and, like, you have to... So now, um, you get to introduce more of those metaphysical things. Yeah, and, well, but again, like he doesn't, he doesn't have stuff. them. But there is, there's this new stuff that has been added to Batman lore, including mm-hmm. his family history and the bat being a symbol and him actually traveling through time. <laughs> yeah, um, there's all these different things uh, that that I love about this story because <laughs> ultimately he's still just a human, but he's there's other stuff going on. I don't know. And, I, I like it. I am. Um, I I agree with you. I would watch it again. Also, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I was and I was at a great theater where people applauded and laughed, and it was it was a lot of fun to go to the movies and uh, see that other people were enjoying it too. Yeah. So so do you want to do an entry for this? I think I think there's some some stuff to to do entries about, like we talked about with anti-heroes and examples of um, okay. typically bad people uh, yeah. getting some chance at redemption. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in the end, you know, trying their best to do the right things, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. I think it's an entry. Right. I just, I don't know if I could do one without watching it again. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we can do, because I think it's one of those things too where multiple people will get different things out of it. Yeah. So even if there's just one point that you remember, mm-hmm. just, just make like a very basic entry. And Can I just tell you that I've been doing my, my law and ethics studying for my law and ethics Here licensing exam. <laughs> yeah. But- no, no, no. That's not an ex- it's not an excuse. I'm talking about the movie the whole time with the the flashback scenes from Harley and Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, you're doing this all wrong. Oh my god, this is so unethical. <laughs> don't do it. Why would you oh, don't. No. Oh, that's, <laughs> you deserve what you get." That's funny. <laughs> So no, I wasn't making excuses this way. It it pertained to the movie. <laughs> so um, this this is a good point uh, to bring up that the the film represents uh, 
I, I, I want to talk about representation, right? Not right. just not just legal and ethical <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, misrepresentation, right? But how much um, mental health representation or misrepresentation is there? And you know, there's some obvious stuff like you. Ah, you know, Joker defies um, explanation on purpose. That's the way he's written. If he goes too much one way, another writer writes him that other way. Yeah, you can't pin him down to yeah, any we'll, we'll never get specific answers. thing. Yeah. And and so he's, he's just crazy. <laughs> or not, right? We're not, exactly. Or We're very not. smart. Yeah. And it's all a game, right? Like, I mean, there's there's so many different things about that character that um you know, on purpose, I think he he defies any kind of explanation, but uh, because there 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 really is none. Um, mm-hmm. There are, I think, one of the only things that has kind of been solidified in in recent years in the comic books is that he 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 kind of loves Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether whatever his infatuation with him is, it's it's real yeah. and it's strong. He feels like they're soulmates, whether uh, that is platonic or not. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he yeah. He feels yeah. like they're soulmates. Yeah, like they're, you know, so, so, but that's not necessarily di- anything diagnosable. No, no, no. Um, he's just, yeah, he's he the likes Joker. A lot, yeah. For whatever <laughs> reason, whether it's to just mess with him or because he likes his company, he's, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. kind of a, he'll keep coming back. Um, but then, you know, so obviously Harley Quinn is a psychiatrist and she, you know, stuff happens to her <laughs> that she becomes the character that we know. Um, the stuff that happens in the jail is 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 messed up. Kind of mm-hmm. El Diablo's like isolation tank. Is, yeah, that that's messed up. Um, Which is even more uh, impressive that he's able to sit there in a meditative like he was cross-legged, like ready to like just meditate. <laughs> And he's been locked in this little tube that he can't even stand up in, it didn't look like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it looks like he'd probably lay down. It was kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he could stretch. Um, but he couldn't, st- I don't think he could stand. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't, again, this isn't a mental health representation thing, but but there there are lots of abuses. Um, in, in prison. Yeah. 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 And it's it's very sad. Um but it's real and it's it's there and this kind of shows the worst possible version of what that could be <laughs> right um, and very different kinds of abuse for yeah. each one of them yeah yeah i think killer croc is the only one that doesn't really have a raw deal like he's happy in his little sewer but they think that they're treating him like crap exactly and he's he's the yeah but he's He's living it up. He's he's doing all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So so was there was there anything that stood out to you in particular? Again, those kind of conversation starters in terms of mental health representation, maybe. I think there are a lot of people that don't understand what like therapy is like and what mental health services are like. Um. And so watching this movie might make some people scared to go talk to a therapist. Um, Why? Because, I mean, when you look at, there's depictions of electroshock therapy and it being very 
um, painful because was it was that? not administered properly. I forgot about um, that. I thought that that was only um, like um, discipline, but right. I think you're right. I think it was um, seen as I don't I don't know. Did were there doctors there? I don't. Well, f- I don't remember. And then of course it's it's with Harley Quinn. She gets some that wasn't meant for her. Um, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah, that's definitely not treatment. (laughs) That's not treatment. But the idea that, that it's, it's a depiction of it, that it's a dangerous thing. And I personally don't know anyone who has gone through, actually take that back. I do know someone who's gone through electroshock therapy. Hmm. Um, And it was very helpful for him and his bipolar disorder. Yeah, actually, um, so the, so that's that's an excellent thing to to talk about because, um, my visual media experience, right, is mm-hmm. the only thing I really have that I've ever, I've never seen electroshock therapy being done. I've never um, prescribed it. I've never received it. Right. I've right. never been part of a treatment team that administered it. That is a very old thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's a very, I don't want to say niche, but it's like very, very, it's not done. It's not common. It's not common, but, but the techniques are refined compared yeah. to what they used to be. Exactly. They, and they used to fry people's brains. Yeah. It yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And so, so if anybody, yeah. So definitely don't take what is shown in the movie as a representation of, so this is something that, that DC in terms of Arkham Asylum, has been accused of for many, many years. And that is the just preposterous depiction and the um, propagation of this, of this, these negative stereotypes regarding right. mental health and mental health treatment. And definitely the two examples that are shown, right? I think there's only two, which are the electroshock therapy, uh, therapy in quotes, and the... Like I, I, I don't think the machines look like that. <laughs> they, they don't. Um, from what I know, it's smaller electrodes that they yeah, just point more like at EEG. certain areas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like looks more like uh, like chopsticks or knitting needles rather than like big giant. At least from other depictions I've seen that I I think are more accurate, and um, from what my friend described. Um, but it's not like giant magnets or something on the side of your head shooting electricity in your brain. Yeah. Um, and the other one, obviously, is this the the horrible stereotype of the therapist falling further, um, or or the just the the patient and doctor falling in love, right? And and that does happen. You would so, be surprised. So like, it does happen, right? Um, it does but, happen in both ways, right? Yes. This is something you should. I'm sure you covered thoroughly in your thoroughly. So just just for for to check how many years after you have a a person as a client, can you start seeing them in a uh, like in a, a different kind of relationship? Two years, but if two you years, end, two years <laughs> really? in California, really? two years, it's kind of and <laughs> never if. You end the therapy relationship to pursue the relationship later, the personal relationship later. Wait um, a minute. So if you 
are seeing a patient and the patient and you decide that you want to date um, and you say, okay, I can't see you anymore so that we can date later in two years, you can never see them. That is illegal. So instead you have to finish treatment <laughs> and after not having see them again. <laughs> finish treatment and then wait two years to date. Because if you finish treatment, right. then it's okay. No, but if you end the therapy no, no, for no, no. the reason, for the purpose of I, ending going I, into a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if 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 instead of if instead of Okay, so I just want to clarify that what you're saying is that if <laughs> if okay, hypothetical, right? So <laughs> so I'm the therapist, you're my client. Um we have that awkward conversation and then it's like, well, Okay, so it would be awesome if we could date. Let's just finish treatment and you'll finish all your goals. And once I discharge you, then from that day, we start a two-year timer. And then in two years, I can give you a call. But here's the thing. Okay. If you do end the therapy relationship, the, the goals are met and everything, or even if they aren't met and you just end it and wait two years, if someone finds out, that or if the the client decides they want to you break up and they want to screw you over you can end up in trouble for ending therapy and basically abandoning a client in order to pursue the relationship later it's yeah <laughs> okay I, again and in trouble means losing your license pretty much there isn't... Or sus- pretty much losing your license. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, some a... cases where it's a suspension, but that would be like. Yeah, but it's like you're you're not going to yeah. be you're not arrested, you're not fined. It's not a law. It's an it's an ethics code. Um, Actually, I think it's a law in California. Really? Okay, so every yeah, state. Yeah, I think you can go different. to jail and, and, or be fined. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Now I've never been in this situation. <laughs> No, but, but and that's, I, year, I, but, I can't understand being in that situation. I mean, I can I can understand it happening. I mean, there's right. enough versions of it that that I know of that I like. I understand, especially if you see a lot of people, and you know, like sometimes, like in in my case, my my cell therapy, like my training is, I see, you know, it's it's very fast training. Mm-hmm. I mean, not very yeah. fast training, very fast treatment. So yeah. some people are only there a couple times and then you're done, you know? Mm-hmm. So especially when you're like in a small town, you work yeah. with somebody as maybe like EAP, right? Uh, employee assistance program for a dispute at work. And then like that was resolved. And now like you casually meet up like six months later and you're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And then things happen. Again, I've never been in that situation, but. But some of those yeah. some of those ethics uh, things sound weird, and mm-hmm. so that's the MFT code in California. Yeah, actually, okay. that is all therapy um, in California. In California, okay, everything from a PhD PsyD psychologist down to alcohol. Actually, I think alcohol and drug um, counselors, which is a totally separate thing. You don't have to have um, a degree; you have to have a certificate. Um, that one. If you sleep with any of your clients, um, you lose your certificate. You you go to jail or you get a fine. You go to jail? Are you sure? Like, are you committing I to think, the go to jail thing? I just um, <laughs> I don't have my book in front of me. Okay, but I will. I'm pretty sure it's they can be punished by jail or um, 
or a fine, yeah. it's probably you're most yeah. likely going to get Again, I mean, that, that, that may be. I mean, every, every mental health profession, of which there are many, um, have their own ethics codes um, at a national level, and then there's local laws, so who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, but but Harley Quinn, a uh, psychiatrist, falls for her patient. In this case, it's the Joker, and um, it's a not a healthy relationship. But again, no. it does kind of propagate that that myth that that uh, – or it's kind of maybe it's like a fantasy. I don't know. Um, that happens a lot in, in media versions of um, therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that – but you look at the way Arkham Asylum is and it's just, I mean, bad therapists and <laughs> poor treatment of people and your average mental ward is not going to look – as dark and scary as that. I mean, they're not like palaces or anything, but um, in the in the extended edition of Batman vs Superman, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Well, we went that... to go buy it this weekend, and Target didn't have it. We well, were going to buy the... it right after Suicide Squad. But there's that line uh, that I told you about at the end of the extended edition, where Batman um, tells someone that uh, you know. There are places where the mentally ill are are treated um, humanely and with respect, and Arkham Asylum is not one of them, and that's where you're right. going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I mean, it is like a parody of of what uh, you know a, a quote unquote asylum um, would be, and I think I think it's good that Arkham Asylum exists so that people can even understand that there are alternatives to imprisonment, that there are, um, um, that there is mental health treatment and care that's supervised, um, you know, uh, within like a forensic uh, setting, you know, related to the mm-hmm. courts. And because, you know, maybe people don't know that, you know, there's, there's all sorts of levels of treatment. And yeah, that may be like the, the most fantastical, weird um and inhumane way to do it but but again it's one of those conversation starters i think it's okay and unfortunately now this is where it gets unfortunate like some people who have disorders that are then mentioned in movies like here they mention the only the only one that the only disorder that they ever mention is uh sociopathy right Mm -hmm. and so if somebody's diagnosed diagnosed as a sociopath um, you know, they may be afraid that they're going to be a villain or that they're going to be bad. Or other people may, under- may learn that somebody that they know um, was diagnosed um, with sociopathy as a sociopath. And then they may think that that person is really bad or is a killer or something like that. And, and you know what? Some sociopaths are really good businessmen and <laughs> and, and yeah. family men. They they are able to have functional lives. Yeah. And again, if this is the only version that you've ever seen um, right. of that, that, that is dangerous. But again, hopefully, hopefully people who are in a position to be able to have a conversation about this can have a conversation and just show, listen, that's a movie and that's wrong. And here's why. Here are some other mm-hmm. examples. And, you know, as long as we use it, again, w- without Arkham Asylum, many people would never know of the word and would never hear 
some of these diagnoses. They're used completely wrong, but whatever. We can we can spin that, you know, and and actually educate some people. That's it. Right. It's, it's what you were saying before, you know, and it's something that I, I strongly believe in. Um, there was there was another thing that I another mental health depiction that I thought um, was interesting in the in the movie, um, and I'm gonna try to do it without spoilers. But Harley um, has this major loss in the movie, <clears throat> and I was discussing after seeing the movie with Nina um about how um and this is where it comes in with the good examples bad examples whatever it is it's a conversation starter um and people typically think that you're supposed to grieve in a certain way and you're supposed to react to grief in a certain way um and Harley is able to she's she's really upset and distraught and then when she sees her friends she just flips it on and she's like, I'm, I'm happy. Hey guys, how's it going? Making her jokes and the usual thing. Um, and so I think that scene in particular would be a good conversation to have with somebody who feels like maybe the typical depiction of grief where, you're distraught and you can't do anything. Can't stop crying. Can't stop crying. Um, because. Um, can't function. Yeah. I know that when. Uh, and I'm going to get personal here. When my mom passed away when I was 11. Um, she. It was quick, sudden. Um, I was upset. And. um but I had to force myself to cry. And I've heard that the, that's the experience of younger girls, especially um, not being able to react and, and feeling guilty for not being able to cry. And people never understood why I was able to that night. My dad sent me to my friend's house to stay while he and my older siblings um, took care of, you know, the the funeral and planning things and I, I stayed at my friend's house and had fun and was like jumping on the trampoline and like running around the house having a slumber party and and making spaghetti with her parents and um the next day I was able to stay um I asked if I could stay there again because I was having so much fun and I think that kind of resonated with me. Like in some ways it's different because with Harley, I don't think it was necessarily a healthy way of, of grieving, but who am I to judge how someone else grieves? Um, it and, also seems like that's her, that's her normal, you know? Right. It's like, you know, I just want to keep doing what I was doing before. And she's doing what she needs yeah. to do to survive this stuff. And it was the same thing for me as a kid, you know? What do I, how, how do I process this major loss? I go play with my friends and talk about it uh, and, and don't have to talk about it because I can go jump on the trampoline. So, and that doesn't um, mean that you're in denial. That doesn't mean that you're, no, listen, the five stages is a theory. It is not a law. It is not a universal well, truth. And, and the five stages isn't even stages. We've talked about, so many times in in my in trainings that I've been to in classes that they aren't stages you you don't progress through them you bounce back and forth and go wherever they're just 
categories. Again, and that and exactly. And and again, it's it is a that's a very good distinction, right? They don't mm-hmm. it isn't one, two, three, four, five. Um, you don't have to hit all five, even according to that theory. And again, I'm just pointing mm-hmm. out that it's there there are other theories. <laughs> and you could yeah, there are tasks of, of grief or something like that too. But Well the, it's the, not a universal the, experience is my is right. my point, right? And and we haven't found one and there will n- no one will ever find one because everybody no will deal with loss yeah. different differently. Yeah. So I think that was a poignant uh point in the movie. And I think I can't remember what her line was when she sees everybody, but I know I was cracking up. I was like, Oh man, she did it again. <laughs> oh Harley. <laughs> um this this uh because this is what we do here. Um my favorite episode of Kimmy Schmidt. I'm gonna keep talking about Kimmy Schmidt because it's fantastic. <laughs> okay. We're never gonna talk about games because we've been talking for like an hour. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do <laughs> games today. Uh, we're gonna end with, with this stuff. But um and Kimmy Schmidt, my favorite episode is the one where she um you learn that she hasn't cried since she was kidnapped. So throughout the entire time that she was um, held captive and ever since she left, she's never cried. Wow. Kind of this idea of like the unbreakable uh, Kimmy Schmidt, the title, is that she is like this super resilient, um, peppy person who like nothing bothers her. But that's not true at all. Right, <laughs> That's just what right. she's been it's trying like a to wall. do. Yeah. And the episode where she finally, she finally cries for the first time in 15 years, it kills me. It kills no. me. It is just so good the way that she builds up to it and the reasons why it happens and and her realizing that she hasn't done that. You know, she she was trying to deal with what was happening to her in a particular way. And throughout the show, you see how it's affecting her. It's not healthy. And she kind of has, you know, she's going through her own process. And uh, whew, yeah. It's good. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah. And you won't see it coming. Episode. It's one of those things where <laughs> it well, is. Well, that show is just totally off the wall and things yeah. fly at you from <laughs> not just left field, but center field, right field, the stands. Like, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I just finished watching it for the second time. The entire series. <laughs> um, I couldn't. I just I finished and I started over. Um, yeah. There will be a few entries for that. You finished watching Kimmy Schmidt. I finished watching House of Cards. Very oh. different shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that after we record. Um, the Do you have any other mental health presentations? There's one thing that I want to bring up. Um, I don't think I have anything else. So Yeah, because those are the main You're ones. probably going to remind me of whatever it was that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to point out that the, the title of the movie, The Suicide Squad. Right. It's... Um, Suicide is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea of Suicide Squad, it was – it's kind of the way that Will Smith says it in the movie. They are they are being sent to die essentially, but they are not right. choosing to do so. And kind yeah, of – Yeah, so it's not really suicide. It's They are not suicidal, <laughs> right? <laughs> they are not choosing to go on a suicide mission. They are being no. for um so it goes back and forth, right? Um because it, even in the movie, some of them agreed to it with terms and some of them did not at all. Yeah. And and so that's kind of the what happens in the comics. And then the trope from the comic books is that every time in every arc, one of them dies. That's why it's oh, always wow. a suicide. Squad. I haven't read any of those. That's interesting. Yeah. So when the guy, the jumper guy, showed up out of nowhere, I I just knew it. I, I, I was knew like, it. I knew I was it. like, that guy. <laughs> 
he's the example. Now you're going to see how those bombs work. And it only took a couple minutes. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> they and should usually... have spent some time and put his name up on the front with all the profiles no, just, to, no. see, I, I think just to make you... No, I think that's like the comic book, uh, like the, the fan service of it was, you yeah. know, it's like it's like a, a red shirt in Star Trek, right? It's I was like, about to say red yep, shirts. <laughs> yep, you know that guy is a goner. And there's always somebody. I mean, in the comics, they aren't always as obvious about it. Um, so it would have been interesting if somebody, you know, if one of the main characters would have died. Um, Boomerang could have gone, honestly. But uh, Yeah, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have missed him. But, uh, but yeah, it was... Um, Oh, now I know why he was in the movie. So we could get a cool cameo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, and that's where the title comes from. There isn't any suicide in the movie. There isn't any talk about that. Uh, suicide mission is just a term that people say, you know, like you're going in and you're destined to fail. And, you know, that kind of thing is never touched upon in the movie. But that's kind of where the, where the idea comes from in the comics. They're always known as Task Force X as an yeah. official team. But the book is always called the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Again, it was it was a fun movie. I think there's a lot of lots of conversation starters there. I think the fact that there are all of these people who are it's 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 such a complex uh, conversation, really. I mean, there are so many layers. Like, well, you know, if you are bad guys, should you, what's expected of you? But now you're being forced to. So, what should you do under the circumstances? Just, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, um, and lots of stuff we can talk about. Ult- ultimately, one thing I didn't say before about why I enjoyed it is all these superhero movies. We never see supervillains, right? Um, kind of front and center. We never see right. s- supervillains win. We never see a team of them. And that was really refreshing mm-hmm. because, unfortunately, uh, Marvel is dominating right now. And you have to, ha- you know, the only way to, like, stand out is to do movies in a different way. Like, Zack Snyder's version of, like, Vision is, may not be popular, but I appreciate mm-hmm. it a lot. And I appreciate, it's different. yeah, and I appreciate what they're doing and things like Kickass, um, and there's other like really one-off um, superhero movies or even Watchmen, right? Like Watchmen has always stood out because it was an anti-superhero kind of thing, right? It was a different version of it, and I don't know. I've never watched that. or read Watchmen. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's um, fine. You don't have to, but it's a uh, it's it's good. They're both very good. Yes, yes. I know I know they're good. Um we're trying to find I think there's a copy of the DVD somewhere in this apartment. If you read the book, it. try to get the absolute edition from a library. Uh-huh. It's gigantic and beautiful and you'll need a huge table. Well, you to know hold they're it. putting the new one out with the new DC logo on it, right? Um the new what? That they're putting they're putting out a new compilation of Watchmen. Oh, um, okay. That the the one that was previously done, but they're putting the new DC logo on it oh, to kind of tie it in with the the because gotcha. they're merging things and well and and they're always publishing Watchmen like that that yeah. has never gone out of print. <laughs> no, but work. usually they when they when they reprint things, they still keep the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Logo. But I, but I mean, like it's a good opportunity because they are always printing it. It's a it's a good book. It's a good book. 
All right. So this is a good conversation. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm just going to go play No Man's Sky again. <laughs> I'm um, going to play it until I find out if I'm going to the comic shop or not. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you for joining us. This was Geek Therapy. Geektherapy.com. At Geek Therapy on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash Geek Therapy. Just Google Geek Therapy. It, it, it's it's right. all there. Um, and I'll put links to to the uh, simple form for the for a library entry if you want to contribute. And again, another way to contribute is the the Patreon. And there's like no obligation. And right now there's nothing special um, that you get. Like there's nothing, there's no exclusive content or anything like that. Um, right now, it's just if you want to be a part of it, um, you want to help out, that's definitely a way to do it. We'll make sure there are no broken links. Can right, you please way? verify? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've double checked now and and I probably missed one. Please let me know if you find a broken link. <laughs> and then try another link cuz yeah. 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 In my defense, the text was correct. The hyperlink itself was missing a letter. Oh, so they so. could have cut and paste. <clears throat> Woody could have cut and paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one extra step. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll do this next week. Yeah. <laughs>